Today's a Macy's Day Parade The night of the living dead is on its way With the Hey, welcome back to the podcast, guys. Um, so happy to have you here. I'm your lovely host who's bringing pizza and stale PBR to the Friendsgiving, Jen. And Kim here. I just want to say three cheers for sweet potatoes. Easy pumpkin peasy. Pumpkin pie, motherfucker. That's the yeah, it's Thanksgiving time. Or Friendsgiving. I don't really know where I'm landing this year with, I don't know. Thanksgiving is a weird holiday for me because um, I like food, but I hate everything it stands for. But Friendsgiving, I get behind. So, yeah, this is a real Friendsgiving. What can we say? Um, right here, right now, Kim, I am so thankful for thankful you. For you. Our editor, <laughs> Ooh, baby, um, <laughs> and our lovely uh I almost said manager. Bobby, what? Bobby's in the house, everyone. Hello. Bob, are you our producer? Like, what did I call you? What's your, what? Bob, uh, you, you, you called me called me the editor last time, but I haven't touched the This is true. That's why I'm like, wait. All. That, that's all, that's yeah, you. I'm the editor. It's me. I'm the one. I, I guess I'm kind of a producer in a sense, but we're all producers. I like Kim. Did you say so he's like the momager? Because yeah, I did. <laughs> you want to be mom? Like, yeah, you can be mom. Sure. Uh, hashtag Bobby is mom. Um, it's a it's a nice call out for uh, Undertale. Play the Undertale sound. <laughs> oh God again. <laughs> We, mm. uh, I love Undertale, but in a way that I have still not finished Undertale. I, it, it, Bobby needs to kidnap me for another weekend so I can finish that up. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm thankful for you guys. I'm thankful for our listeners. Thank you to all the new ones. Um, I got some very kind words uh, on our last episode, and it means the world to us. So, yay! Welcome to the fam. Um, but you know what else I'm thankful for, Kim? Let's hear it. <laughs> I am so thankful. Y'all know it. Mm. Courtney and Trav are engaged. We talked about it last episode. They are so very cute. Um, but because of this duo, we are now getting Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian. A round of applause because it's giving me all the life. My seasonal depression, cured, Kim. Absolutely cured. <laughs> I have a new life. I am. My skin is clear. Like, oh my God. The way in which I, is... you know, pregnancy glow. Like it's the glow that Pete Davidson probably had <laughs> before he smoked his first joint. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I love your pale ass. Uh, what is it? The suds looking ass of Pete Davidson is <laughs> the suds. He looks like he has the suds, but I'm here for it. <laughs> um, yeah, Kim, I know you're not too into the uh, Kardashian clan antics, but do you have any gut feelings? 
on I this, don't know. On this it's, I wasn't. I know he's dated like so many like hot women in the past, but it just I wasn't expecting it. You know what I mean? I just it's an age difference, dude. Like it's not even like yeah. I'm, I'm surprised. Like I am surprised just going like based off of who Kim has dated in the past. You know, we had an NBA. Blah 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 blah. We had an NBA star. We had obviously Kanye West. We have more rappers. She might move on the rappers and ball players. We all know I hate it first. I, I hop in the and then Pete Davidson is just like an outlier here. And I'm just like, right. yo, emo boys, you are having a fucking moment. Get it. Mm-hmm. Get no, definitely. it, emo fuck boys. <laughs> it's time. Um, yeah, I'm just proud of him too. I'm just like, yo, look at you. Look at you. Like, I don't think it's going to really last. I'm not here to say if it is or isn't. But, you know, it's... But... I feel that. I, I really don't know. But, <laughs> it's stri- but we'll, let's enjoy it for We're now. Enjoy- you know what I mean? You know, it's like a good pop punk song. We're not saying it's perfect. We're not even saying it's politically correct. We're saying it's fun for the moment. <laughs> it's, right. It feels like a Blink-182 song as... A relationship, and I. Yeah, no, yeah. I get. I feel that. That's a good way to put it. Uh, I hope that was poetic. Let's. I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, no. Uh, Pete and Kim, thankful for that. And you know what else I'm thankful for, Kim? You know that. And this is going to be a more somber note. Like, sorry for the drastic change, uh, viewers, viewers, listeners, listeners. Um, but I'm thankful. Uh, for our experiences at concerts and how we've not dealt with a chaotic situation that obviously happened at you know Astral World uh, right. you know, last month you know this past month uh, you know it it almost feels disingenuous like bringing it up on this podcast because like you know we got our friends listening at this point but seriously mm-hmm. my heart goes out to anyone who was there and like had to experience that if like someone ever stumbles upon that like yeah shit man like you've never been in a crowd crushing situation right or like yeah First off, nothing me, yeah. like crazy, like nothing yeah. that I've like been in the middle of. Like I've been like, you know, like d- in mosh pits and stuff like that. And there have been times I was able to like get out of it. And, you know, if I didn't want to, like I felt uncomfortable at a certain point or it was just too much for me. Um, there was always the only a way I've witnessed like, yeah, exactly. Like I, I was, you know, like eventually like you know i was able to like get out um especially like during like walls of death yeah let's say they'll randomly just split and you're just like oh no (laughs) but yeah so but that doesn't really count because i never really was like seriously Mm -hmm. um injured but there was like so there was one time i was at a show uh, in Poughkeepsie, it was like a local show for this um, pretty heavy band called Breathtaker. I don't know if anybody here is listening uh, who used to go to those shows, those hardcore shows in Poughkeepsie, but you know, y'all know Breathtaker. Um, but apparently, like, one, you know, they'll have like, um, I guess, people in the, you know, who are moshing and stuff, they'll just like physically, like, just come for somebody who I guess you know I'm minding my business I'm outside of the pit like I'm just here for the music and like 
like this girl so she's like like way bigger than me way taller than me like i think she was actually dating someone in the band she like just came up to me like while she was like dancing or dancing so call it that she just like decked me in the face and like hit me in the nose and my nose was like bruised and i had my mom's wedding the next day oh my god like yeah and i'm just like and i was pretty young i was just like you know like 19. I mean, I've definitely come out, like, I'm saying, oh, my God, like, I'm almost surprised my nose has never been, like, broken at this yeah. point. No, she, I, like, literally came for me. She's like, oh, you you, you look like some, like, emo bitch. Like, let me oh just deck you real quick. Like, that's kind of, like, what never, happened yeah. there. But, yeah, other than that, um, I saw at um, Warp Tour at some, uh, some 41 show, like, I guess, you know, the heat, people are dehydrated, someone passed out, but they stopped the show to, like, yeah help them out thankfully and I mean that's I mean like I'll, I'm gonna share like I guess my experiences at festivals especially but uh like to keep on what like you know on track of what you were saying I think that's what bothers me the most um right you know like it's and we like open discussion like Bobby please chime in too but like after like you know I heard the news I was like okay mate like you know I, I didn't realize, like, you know, like, I tried to give all the excuses for Travis at first. Uh, Travis Scott for, I don't know, if any, like, I feel like we all should know World is synonymous for Travis Scott. But, like, yeah, just to give maybe someone who doesn't know the full situation full context. Travis Scott puts on um, a festival in his hometown in uh, Texas, Houston, Texas, I believe. Um and it was the, I guess, third year it was happening. Um, I think it was the third year, but like, don't quote me on that because I know COVID, uh, you know, screwed up something. Um, but yeah, it was the it was a festival in um, in Houston, uh, and Travis Scott is someone who really brought like. <laughs> I don't want to, oh God, he, he's a hardcore kind of performer. The music doesn't come off as hardcore in my opinion, but like he really has adapted the mosh culture, the, the hardcore scene into a hip hop setting, which was something so cool to see. But then like, it's like, to me, it's like, oh wait, like you, like you don't like, I don't know. It's like now like seeing how damaging he was treating, like, you know, people are like, are supposed to get hurt in mosh pits. Like, you know, like I, I can't subscribe to that mentality. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I don't even know what I'm trying I agree. to agree. Yeah. Like it's, you know, it was cause I, I, I keep thinking back to the documentary that was on Netflix and me thinking like, Oh, that's cool to see in a hip hop setting. Like, hardcore shit like things that we grew up in but then seeing someone not really understand the you know like why we like do the th- etiquette i guess well yeah, you know etiquette. i'm not saying yeah. that like yeah. hardcore shows everyone or every band every like person in the crowd follows that etiquette i'm definitely not saying that but like you know there it, it yeah. is there you yeah. know what it, else it is like and i'm like i'm trying to remember like being young and going to shows like and i sound so old saying that but it's like we're i don't know like i'm thinking of like bring me to horizon or horizon or like you know give me like 
insert like hardcore band here. Was that the same culture? Like, did they not give a shit about us? Cause I feel like when I started going into shows, there was someone kind of there to like educate me on the culture of like, yeah, the, the culture of moshing, like, Hey, put your hand up. If you're like, you know, close by the edge, you know, if you see one, someone down, you pick it up. It might've been the band itself. You know, like I learned when I, right. like they would literally like yell it on stage. Yeah. Like if you see somebody on the floor, you better pick them up. When someone and falls, what do you do? When someone falls, what do you do? Like, you know what I mean? Like the bands themselves right. would promote that, you know? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but, I feel like but, I, they're like also like, like open this pit up though like you know what i mean like at the same time you know like you learn like there's a learning experience with going to a show that i never really thought about until this happened um and yeah i I, travis scott's fans skew young and by that i mean people who like this might be one of their first festivals or you know shows of this nature and he's telling you to like not give a fuck about the person next to you and so, yeah, this is all leading to, like, he had a responsibility to his fans and he let them down. And I right. almost feel disgusted for, like, oh, you know, like, actually thinking it might have been cool when, you know, because it's like, it was almost nostalgic. It's like bringing, like, you know, and by nostalgic, I mean, like, you know, looking at, like, the punk scene from, like, when it first started. Like, you know, it's, like, gross. It's blah, blah. But then it, like, hit me and, like, yeah like I'm looking at this in like a romanticized lens like that wasn't the best time there's reasons why we do things people were dying people are you know like um this is all to say like we should have learned from that you could still be hardcore and all that good stuff but not at the cost of losing your fans like fuck that exactly 100% Um, that was very long-winded it's just like being so (laughs) yeah I'm just so disappointed because like I really did like Travis's work. I, you know, I was waiting for the new music forever, but like, um, whenever he came out with something, I I liked it. Um, it, you know, we've all seen the TikToks at this point. We've all seen YouTube videos breaking it down. Like there's no, there's no doubt in my mind, even if he wasn't aware that people are dying, you're ignoring, you're like, you're ignoring your fans. Yeah, he literally, like, was looking down at, you know, these things happening and just kept going and doing the robot and shit. I'm like, Like, you literally, like, once you see a fucking ambulance in your crowd. Right, literally bringing people out. I can't. Yeah. yeah. You like that. You're when I saw that, I was like, all yeah. right. You are, you don't get like, there's just no excuse in my brain. Like I, again, I do believe you didn't know people were dying, but that means you are not surrounding yourself with people you can trust that are going to take care of your fans. Like, um, I am leaving Drake out of this, but you know, because you know, at the end of the day, this was like, uh, Travis's fucking festival. He yeah. had the power to stop it, you know, like, and also he had a responsibility to his fans to take care of them. Not over put, like, you know, we've, we've also seen the videos of people storm the festivals and, you know, like I've, I've seen for years, people sneak into festivals and like, you know, the Lollapalooza, like every year there's a fucking gate like that's broken down, but yeah, it's just like, you know, you had two water stations for your fans. You you know, like there's a way festivals are put on. There's a reason why there's multiple stages with multiple acts, like to prevent shit like yeah. this. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna let you talk because <laughs> I know I just went on a full tangent, Kim. No, it's talks. like I I agree. And yeah. I like when you said the water station thing, I was like, I remember going to Warp Tour when there was no water stations. And I'm not saying that's right. Like but, definitely not because I was like paying like five dollars for a water bottle, like very often being at those sweaty ass festivals <laughs> but yeah I, I don't know it's just like crazy and like i saw a post that kind of like you know about this whole like World thing and it was just like how people have been posting on um you know you'll see it on tiktok or wherever like people posting stuff on about like rock shows and metal shows like everybody like you know bands looking out for their fans and the fans looking out for each other and blah 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 like that's nice and all but it's not always that yeah. way and i feel like you know th- this post i was just like pretty much agreeing with where it was like yeah no, like I about don't... like so certain bands like cannibal corpse and like mm-hmm. um you know, and, you know, I used to listen to them a lot more. Not not so much anymore. But anyways, um, like, just not, like, having weights, apparently, in the pit and, like, hitting people in the head with them. Like, oh crazy God. shit. Yeah. And, like, also with the whole, like, World rap show versus, like, rock metal shows, it's kind of, like, also kind of making this like a like a white uh, versus black thing at the I'm end of the day so happy you know what i'm you saying said it, yeah. like this was yeah i'm gonna let you finish but there no yeah that's yeah, pretty I, much it yeah it was just like i just saw that post and i was like yeah this is definitely like because i felt kind of weird like about like watching these videos and i'm like you know even though i know it's not always like fucking fabulous every time i go to a show but and i never like you know i never experienced anything like World, but yeah, I just think there was, there's also that race element in there. Oh, um, for sure. And again, so, I'm like so yeah. thrilled because I know when I saw that post circulating on Facebook and, and unfortunately seeing some of my friends share it too with like the knowledge that I know they are saying, like, it's it, it's hard when you're like, you got to call out your friends for like, hey, you know, this definitely has some like racist undertones to it. You're right. This shit has happened in the past. Literally, it like it took me to like it. It has been a while. I don't want to say like you know, it there hasn't been a significant amount of time, but like in two thousand, yeah, in the year two thousand, there was a festival over in Europe where Pearl Jam was performing, and t- uh, I believe eight or ten people died at that Pearl Jam, uh, like during their set. Um, oh, I didn't even know about that, honestly. Yes, you learn things on the pod. You learn things. Um, okay, Bobby just fact-checked for me, so nine people died. I was, you know... You were... Yeah, great. I was in the ballpark. You're, you're, you're yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, but it... Uh, let me just finish one thought. But it, the whole World thing legitimately makes me upset. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the difference between what happened at World versus what happened at Pearl Jam and what happened to other events, you know, again, I think what upsets me with how people are treating this is this shit has happened before at white shows. You guys are just wearing, you're like, oh, oh my, you know, like we're more sophisticated than a black artist. Like now go fuck yourself. Right. Like that mentality. I think I just needed to outright say that. Like I was dancing around Mm -hmm. hurting someone's feelings. I'm like, don't just say it. Yeah. I'm here for it. Yeah. Um, So in that, yeah, that's, that's how that read to me. It's like, oh my God. Like, you know, if you're a fan of hip hop, you are like animalistic, which is just, yeah, that's a problem. With Mm -hmm. that said, the difference between like and again i'm going to use the pearl jam example because that's the most recent thing in music history like this um some 
Pearl Jam's manager came on stage, you know, went to tell uh, the lead singer, I, I know the lead singer of Pearl Jam's name, fuck. Uh, it's, it's Eddie Vedder. Eddie Vedder, thank you, yes. Ed, Eddie, Eddie, let's go surfing Vedder. Oh my God, I like, there's a whole episode on, on uh, Portlandia of Eddie Vedder that I love. I know who Eddie Vedder is. I have a, I have a weird connection with Pearl Jam, aside. Total aside, we'll jump back into that in a second. Um, so his manager whispered in Eddie's ear, Eddie stopped the show. And he's like, listen, we heard that like we we have some people in trouble in the front that are getting like same thing, crowd crush. Um, we need everyone to take five steps back and give everybody room. And that that's it. You know what I mean? Like, because I know shit is going to happen at concerts. Not, you know, like, but it's like, once you're, you know, shit is going, like, do your best as a fucking human to, like, make sure people don't get any more hurt. I don't know. Is that crazy? Someone stop it. <laughs> right? What a thought. <laughs> what a thought. Um... And it's just oh yeah, I, I yeah. still remember the term. It's called hate moshing. Like it's an actual thing. Like I was like, am I like dreaming this? Like there's an actual word for this, right? And I was like, oh wait, it's hate moshing. But yeah, it's like when you go and like just like fuck people up when they're not like dancing in a hardcore show. Like you know what I mean? Like these things exist, and like you know what I mean? It's when people act like it doesn't. You know, especially like you know how we're just talking about like white people like you know trying to make it seem like oh, you know, if you listen to hip hop or go to these shows, blah blah blah. You know. But yeah, just no. You're absolutely right. Something I just thought of. But yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, and it's funny you bring up hate moshing because my roommate Henry also told me about it, and it's like something that I've heard of in the past, but I have never been in that situation. Like I just feel like my music yeah, does you not want to be. Yeah, <laughs> my music cute. taste does not skew into the people that would be into hate moshing. I might be wrong on that, but like. I feel like I, I'm, you know, I feel like I've talked about it on the pod. Like, I let's love hate mosh at a Jack's Mannequin concert. Okay. Like, let's go. Do not let's go fucking me. do it. Like, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, exactly. Like, I, I, my music taste definitely skews on the lighter side of things. I love hardcore shit, but I'm not really a hardcore kid. Because uh, um, you're not hardcore. Anyway, uh, unless you live hardcore. Um, yeah, a little school of rock to break up how angry Astro World makes me. Um, yeah yeah because again like down to the like fucking apology video and then finding out that he oh went, that yeah. apology video oh <laughs> i'm so happy we're memeing it but like but still it's it's shit it's really shitty you know but yeah like the memes are funny but yeah, yeah it's, it's like you know like that's what you're giving your your fans that died and their poor families that are still grieving and uh, you know it's just like that's that's the best i don't know like really <sighs> It just makes my blood boil. I, um, and then I guess to like not even wrap it up because I want to talk about it. Uh, but like, I really do think his career, like, I think his career is gonna be much like a Chris Brown, where I don't think he's going to like not be famous anymore. But liability wise, like, do you think anyone will ever take on a Travis Scott show again? I kind of, oh, I I think so. I think you think like somewhat, yeah. Like in a few years, like wait for this shit. Unfortunately, to blow I do think so. Yeah, <sighs> I, you know, I'm not. I'm definitely not doubting it. Because I feel like a lot of like you know, as you know, like you talking about Chris Brown and stuff. Yeah. Like a lot of these men, you know, just don't get 
any kind of accountability and they still get to be famous and you know make their money and have all their fans still and you know yeah and yeah it just makes me like again i'm not i i wanted to i wanted to watch those videos and be like yeah look trav is doing the best he can and he didn't under you know like it was just like i don't know what i was expecting when i heard the news i was just thinking oh this is tragic and then seeing those kids do literally everything in their power just to get someone in power Yeah, like they were screaming and like trying to like talk to security and everything and like nobody was listening to them and it's just like insane and i get it like i know like people want to defend their favorite artists and you know try to find like you know maybe they're doing their best and everything but like at the end of the day and it's like it sucks especially like you know as someone who grew up and you know same with you like loving all these bands and musicians and thinking you know they make all this music that means so much to us but at the end of the day they're still celebrities and like you know they i'm not saying all these celebrities don't care about their fans but you know it's it's different like you know I, I don't want to say like oh like celebrities like don't give a shit like you know like I said some of them probably do but you know they're they got their money and you know they're living their their lives while other people are you know suffering and pe- these families and stuff and yeah I, I apologize if uh, either of you didn't mention this but did you talk about the uh, <laughs> don't say sorry report of like someone getting stabbed by <laughs> a needle at any point yeah but I've also heard contradicting. Was this at Astro World or yeah, was this at Astro World? Yeah, it, it, like it was. It was a police officer who had reported it, and it's been like since proven false. to be potentially yeah. a false claim. So, yeah, like, it's, it's false. It's, okay. Well, I don't know if that's worth mm. mentioning or I not. Mean, but like, I'm gonna keep your that bit in, and I'm gonna keep this bit in too, because that, that's the kind of lazy I'm feeling for Thanksgiving, guys. Um, but uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's just like excuse 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 and even if like i've never heard of someone um injecting free drugs into anyone's system ever i mean with the exception of roofies but like different yeah Um, different not to laugh about roofies but like just different reasoning behind that Mm um we're we're talking about even though i think it's important obviously to talk about astral world Mm -hmm. because it is something in the scene um newer scene but scene nonetheless um yeah so everything just feels like an excuse to like try to save travis's career and i like i like i will openly admit and it 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 won't do anything or it will i don't know if this is true but like um i fully unfollowed uh travis scott on spotify so like spotify doesn't accidentally just send me his music or you know put it on like oh right and that's how passionate i feel about not supporting travis scott ever again um and that's really because you know i'm not gonna sit here and tell my fan my my fans i don't have fans we don't got all the fans (laughs) you know like i'm really talking like i'm really talking like i'm somebody right um but i'm not here to lie to you guys like i i fully sometimes still dabble in problematic bands and you know i'm not a perfect human is what i'm trying to say with my music listening i did my best but sometimes a bitch wants to listen to jesus christ <laughs> oh i feel that yeah. sometimes they'll come up and i'm like oh especially like brand news like 
first yeah is it their first album but like it like i don't know just um hold on while i fact check yeah no worries but to like while kim fact checks it's like i'm in no way saying i am perfect i when i i again when it's so blatant you don't give a fuck what's happening to your fans that's i guess that's my breaking point that is literally like the level of like just straight up like like yeah like here's the thing and like i could just see it happening now and you know i want like i want it to be known right here this is how it's gonna go travis is going to probably become the next chris brown in terms of like you know again he'll still be making music he'll still get features on ship you know things are gonna die down but i do think it's gonna get harder for him to be as big as he once was like there's never gonna be an astro world again you know travis scott is a piece of shit i don't know <laughs> the uh, end. Um, that's, yeah the end um that's it. Uh, where was I going with this? Oh, I know how it's going to end. Travis Scott will never be as big as he once was, in my opinion. Could be wrong there. Just have that, like, he will become a Chris Brown um, level. Uh, Kylie will leave him because you can't market him anymore. They're not going to let you go. Yeah, that's not in the brand. Uh, and yeah, I don't know. I just hope it ne- it doesn't happen again. You know, that's all you can really, you know, I hope it's a big learning experience. Um, but yeah. Any other thoughts, Kim? Again, I know we ramble. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I think I... <laughs> I rambled. I fully rambled. Yeah, I'm like, I think we got like pretty much, you know, all the thoughts I had for yeah. the most part about like, you know, I mean, I can like go on about this forever, honestly, but like, yeah, there's... It's just a lot. There's just so much. And we'll, we'll probably revisit the topic because, you know, more and more is coming out. Like, unfortunately, um, yeah, even like what, what the 10th victim was that nine year old this week. And it's so sad to me that like there was so and like, again, then I'm going to I'm seriously shifting the tone, guys, because like I want this to be more of a happier episode. But we got to talk about what's happening in the scene. Um then uh, there was a nine-year-old boy who went to Astro World with his dad and was sitting on his dad's shoulders, and the amount of people that blamed his dad, like, why is there a kid at Astro World now? I also have heard there was a two-year-old at Astro World. That is something completely different. But I have seen kids at Same, festivals. Yeah. I am someone who will. Yeah, I, I am someone who, you know, like I, I, n- like no lie. When I have a child, I want it to be a concert. I will take you to, a, you know, and I'll do all the precautions. Like, you know, this dad sounded like, you know, he honest to God just wanted to show his son a good time. They stood in the back of the crowd and it was that bad that he lost consciousness with his son on his shoulders. And it breaks my heart. Um, so and that's where we land there. You know, it's just like. Travis Scott created that situation and I personally can never forgive him for it. But you know what? <laughs> There's so much, so many other bands that we are thankful for <laughs> that, ha- like, first off, we've seen videos, like, um, I'm not going to shout out people that I know Kim is going to shout out, but, you know, people who we have videos of just taking care of their fucking fans, like, I don't know. You are going to move on 
I, you know, if you're like, I don't know, take care of each other is what I'm going to leave on that note. And on this note, we're going to shift gears and talk about fucking music we're thankful for because we just need to smile. Right, Kim? All right. Let's <laughs> talk about a little, you know, hopefully like non-problematic bands, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm just going to, you know, bands I'm fucking thankful for. Uh, let top of my list right now um and again like so me and kim wrote our notes down so like i didn't want to like i didn't want to mention bands that they had mentioned in their list so i'm you know there's a lot of mutual yeah and like i also realized that like you know i feel like i you know you guys have heard me thank evanescence before so i didn't want to harp on that again you know like I'm the reason why I am today because I got fallen. You know, you guys have heard that story. But what you guys might not know is that like, like I don't think I've really talked about my love for Green Day and how much like the Jesus of Suburbia music video kind of shaped my perspective of what music could be. Um, and that, I mean, like American Idiot in general, like... Like, it wasn't my first rock opera because I was definitely exposed to The Who as a child. And, you know, if this was, you know, I wanted to talk about, like, all my music influences. I, you know, it's like, obviously, I would talk about The Beatles. I would talk about, you know, Rolling Stones, The Who, all the classic shit that I was exposed to young. Um, But that's not the theme of the podcast. I know we sometimes venture into other things, but I wanted to keep it pop punk related, you know emo uh so green day falls into that category of just like something that was you know our generation and like yeah like we had american idiot and then american idiot obviously influenced other rock operas that happened which kim will mention um because again there's gonna be crossovers and i i'm sure people can put together what i'm what's the connection there um, but yeah, uh, going, going back to Jesus, is uh, suburbia, that's th- just the narrative of, you know, this boy, it, it's such a simple story. Like we've all heard it, like, um, growing up in a town that you are outgrowing and you want more for yourself and you're stuck in the toxic, you know, under like the toxic currents is that what I want to say of you know daily life and what you're surrounded by and I think to a teenager watching that music video it just like I was just like I don't know I'm nothing like Saint Jimmy but I saw myself in Jimmy and I'm sure a lot of other people did um Kim have you ever seen the music Um, video yeah I've definitely watched the music video the like 10 minute one right yeah no. yeah it's like 10 <laughs> right, minutes about 10 and minutes or so it's something like that. yeah no i definitely sat through that whole music video um as a kid especially just on youtube like all day after school yeah, it, you know it's one of those music videos too like yeah it's 10 minutes so it's like you know again it's a mini episode of whatever but it's shot beautifully um i think you know as a again a teenager who didn't know what I, I don't know I wanted to get into you know animation or film or you know my industry is what more so I'm trying to say um that definitely like I just realized that you can tell a complete story in not I mean not a complete story but like you could tell a story in short form which sounds like a dub but like it was cool to see it in a music video form um and just I don't know it's just fucking epic the feeling it gives you the like the glimpse inside 
this character for this album. I don't know. I was hooked. I was, yeah, uh, it was beautiful. And then, you know, just to kind of wrap up my thoughts on Green Day, um, you know, like my fifth grade graduation song was uh, Time of Your Life, you know, so we had to sing that. Um, Waiting became like one of my favorite songs ever. Um, something about that music video, too, is just like, you know, when Billy Joel is just looking at the camera, I, it's just like, ah, it's not like, like, I don't mean that in like a sexual way. I just mean that in like, a oh, my God, it just like there's something so good about Green Day shit. And like, even, like, I won't, no, I was gonna say even their new stuff, no, their last album was not great. But you know what? It's a pretty goddamn good track record up until that. Uh, Kim, do you have any thoughts on Oh, Green yeah, definitely. Day? Like, I don't know. I just feel like they were just, like, one of, like, my biggest influence. And like you were saying, like, American Idiot was, like, pretty much the time. That was a big yeah, deal. like, that whole, like, yeah. you know, just that like what 2004 that album came out it was just like you know just a time where i was just like finding a lot of music too and you know also going back you know and look, listening to their older stuff like i really enjoyed uh warning i don't know if a lot of people like that one and like you know just their older uh albums um obviously like dookie like i think everybody owns like a dookie shirt myself included <laughs> um, you know just really like iconic and you know a lot of people like to gatekeep about like music genres and stuff like that but you know i'm gonna say like you know those albums were like you know and like there's uh, johnny rotten who is from the sex pistols he's uh, the lead singer of fucking sex pistols and i don't Really yeah, I think we, with the we sex like chat uh, about like how you don't fuck we, with we them, right? This, right? Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I really don't fuck with sex pistols. Uh, Johnny Rotten is uh, literally living up to his name of being like yeah. the worst rotten mm-hmm. human. Um, but he was very quick to denounce Green Day and just call them poser. Yeah. Like you know, like what are those things? Like the most poserish thing you can do as a punk is call someone else right, a poser. Right, right. Um, <laughs> and, and it's like fuck you, like. Green Day is so influential. Like they are the re- they are part of the reason, <laughs> you know. Like th- this is why we're here. They have influenced so many of our favorite bands. Um, you know, when I think about you know who I feel like I know in music, I feel like I know the guys. I feel like you know we've come to really know Billy Joel and Trey and uh, God. I always forget the basses. <laughs> Mike Dern? Yes. Oh my God. I couldn't even like think of that. I'm like, I know know that fucking name. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So I feel that. Billy, Mike, and uh, Trey, like you just kind of feel like you know it. And again, yeah, American Idiot was a big wake up call, but you can look at really, like, it's funny. Everyone has a Dookie shirt. I had like, I, I didn't have a Dookie shirt on porch. Uh, I would love to own a Dookie shirt. Um, but I borrowed a friend's Kerplunk shirt a lot. Um, yeah, I mean, that's like, that's, yeah. And it's like, not really something I see often. I feel, I feel like Kerplunk is not that celebrated of an album, but it's great. But freaking uh, 21st century breakdown. Uh, I had, there's like my only school photo that I've ever liked ever ever like i hate every school photo i've ever taken 
is me wearing a 21st century uh, breakdown shirt. It's like a gun and there's a rose coming oh, out of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the Hot Topic was really serving me a look then. I had like a blue flannel. My hair's got all these colors in it and I'm just... It's the epitome of like, you know, the 2010s right. look. And I, I'm happy to have that as like a photo on my dad's wall <laughs> when I go home. Yeah. Yeah, we love Green Day. Uh, you know, I feel like other bands, obviously, that I'm thankful for. I, I talked about how Spanish love songs got me through the pandemic and you specifically the album Brave Faces, everyone. Um, they are still like I was listening to them today. I just I, I'm you know, you're it's getting cold out, your girls feeling emotional. Um, there's, you know, there's still something so comforting in knowing that you are not alone in your later twenties into your thirties and feeling this way. You're, it's so refreshing to hear about like, Hey, you still are going to feel right. Lost. Yeah. I'm, I'm really glad you put me onto <laughs> like, them because like, that's definitely how I yeah. feel about them. And it's just, you know, cause I listen to a lot of stuff that I listen yeah. to, you know, as you probably do yeah. too, like that we listen to like in middle school and high school and shit. And like, it's just nice to have something like, you know, a little refreshing about like our, this time in our lives and being, you know, getting old. Not really, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, but it's like, it's like turning 30 is like, I mean, we still have a little bit to go, but it's not, too, it's, yeah. you know, like we can't die. We're about to come across this next moment of our lives or you know section of our lives that like everyone has defined for us you know like and by that i mean like you know again like i feel like we were all taught a lie that our lives kind of end at 30 and like yeah we have realized that's not necessarily true we realized that yeah 30 is like a significant time it, you know like we're no longer the youngins but it's still really cool to hear again you're it's cool to be lost in your 30s no one's really got it all figured out and spanish love songs just does that in such a such a great way um you know again i've talked about them in the past so i won't stay long but i'm happy i introduced you to them it kim um i hope we can see them together soon um yeah i mean they're great i mean that's how i literally discovered them because i mean i can jump into this a little bit earlier than i was going to talk about but i discovered spanish love songs by seeing uh the wonder years another very significant band for my 20s because you know again like i feel like you know uh the wonder years really encapsulated what your 20s are especially your early 20s and then like you know with the catalyst of being like oh my god once you hit 26 (laughs) you're just like you're like wait a minute wait a minute life is like like it you're no longer the young you're not young blood anymore you're just like oh wait i'm supposed to have this right like imagine that getting my shit together (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. sounds fake You know, and with social media and shit like that, too, it's like everyone feels like they have it so fucking together. And it's mm-hmm. not. It's like, you know, it's like, oh, I struggle so much. Um, but, yeah. It, it's so great that, like, a band that already meant so much to me introduced me to another band that became so important to me. I, like, I would even argue that, like, I'm a bigger, bigger Spanish love song fan than I am a Wonder Year fan, but, like in that same breath though they are not necessarily my favorite band the greatest generation just means the world to me as an album um 
I have uh, lost friends and their songs that make me think of them. And it makes me think of the good parts, but understand why it had to end. They make me think of my exes and things that like just didn't work out. And yeah, it's just, you know, it does what music's supposed <laughs> to do. It makes you, makes you feel, makes you feel something. <laughs> it's good to know that you can still right. feel something. Like I'm not totally dead inside, right? <laughs> like, let me just listen to the one yeah, years like, real quick. You know, yeah. You know, it's, it's good shit, man. And then, you know, like the Wonder Years, I, like keeping on track with like my 20s, modern baseball. I stumbled onto modern baseball. I should have mentioned this on a YouTube episode when we were talking about how we discovered mm-hmm. music. I was like dead ass, just like working on like maybe an application to get into college. And it, back then we didn't, we had like Pandora, but you know, Spotify wasn't really a thing yet. So we were still consuming a lot of our music through YouTube. And I just let YouTube do like its algorithmic thing. And like, I was probably listening to insert another whiny band here. And it led up into um, your graduation. I'm so stupid. I didn't even need it. I didn't even need it. Um, like it, it came to me. Yes. Okay, so I'm just going to take it from, um, yeah. So while I was applying to colleges, you know, I was letting YouTube's algorithm do its thing. And I got served uh, your graduation by Modern Baseball. And it, you know, you know, like, I don't know if it was like, maybe I was already listening to Front Bottoms. It was probably that because I definitely had gotten into uh, the Front Bottoms because of John Green. That's a whole nother story. Um, got into Front Bottoms listen to maps on repeat as I was like applying to colleges, put it, put maps on like the last, um, mixtapes that I ever created, uh, to give all my friends and maps led into modern baseball. And I was just like, there's more, <laughs> there's more to this shit, which introduced me to Midwestern emo. And I'm not sorry for loving Midwestern emo. Um, yeah, I, Yeah, so modern baseball meant a lot to my early 20s, means more to me now in my later 20s after like revisiting them and like actually doing like a really deep dive into their discography. Um, Jack's Mannequins, Everything in Transit. I give that album a listen once a year. I know I have friends that think Jack's Mannequin is such a joke. Do we? Shout out to you. Shout out to you, Jeff. He'll never listen to this. I've, yeah, no, my friend was like, yeah, what was that really shitty band that did, uh, the, uh, it sounded like Dark Blue, Dark Blue. And I was like, Jack's Mannequin. And I love them. Um, everything in Transit is, again, just an album that I, from start to finish, I don't skip. You know, like, um, every time I'm in California, I gotta make a fucking reference. I'm not sorry. Um, (laughs) it's just the perfect, like, break up and get back together album, but also with that, like, again, that twinge of just, you don't know what the right thing is to do. It's, it's good storytelling. Listen to it all the way through if you never have. Fully will take you on a journey. Um... Yeah, Kim, you're also a fan of Jack's Mannequin, Oh, yeah, though, definitely. Right? Like, I, I've never gotten the chance to, like, see them live or anything. And it was just, like, cool oh, to, like... Oh, my God. Like, when I, when I first, like, met you, like, I, I didn't really know a lot of people who, like, yeah. knew Jack's Mannequin or, like, a lot of these, like... I don't know. There was just, like, a, a group of, like, bands that I would kind of, like, lump in together. And, like, I don't, I wouldn't consider Jack's Mannequin, like, hipstery, but, like... 
You know, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know like how to explain it, but they're just like a group of bands I would just like listen to like in a consecutive playlist like them, like um, Death Cab for Cutie, like stuff like that. And like, I didn't really yeah. know a lot of people who like listen to stuff like that because a lot of my friends at the time, like especially like college years, listen to like hardcore music and, you know, and like I love going to hardcore shows but stuff, but like I also had like this other... I, I just am in diff- many different uh, genres, so as you know, so yeah. No, I absolutely know what you mean. Like, and, like this is a good way to kind of circle into like Jack's mannequin and say anything. Kind yeah. of fall into that like category Definitely. for me, where it's like, yeah, the hardcore kids weren't listening to them, but they fell into the weird middle ground of like kids that enjoyed pop punk, but they also enjoyed indie yeah, and like yeah. you know. Maybe we graduated into Midwestern yes, emo. Yes, exactly. Um, you know, like, it, it feels like there was, like, that. Like, you know, like, that's the common thing. Like, you kind of came from that background. But Jack Spanigan was, like... And, like, the I would also add the Academy is. Yeah, I was just is, about like, to mention William yeah, Beckett yeah. and, like, seeing him, like, live, like, doing his solo stuff, too. So, you've seen... You saw Academy live No, live. I just, just so William jealous. Beckett. Like, not, like, okay. the band. But, like, it was just him doing, like, some... Okay. Uh, his solo stuff. You know? Yeah, it was, like, years ago. Like, I think probably, like, I was, like, 18, 19, maybe. I went with, like, uh, my friend Amy. Shout out if you're listening to this, hopefully, maybe. <laughs> but, yeah, this was, like, oh, a while ago. I'm pretty sure I went with her. But, yeah, it was a uh, William Beckett, like, solo show. Oh, I love to hear that. Yeah, I really hope they, like, do a reunion thing. I don't think they ended on bad terms. I just think they stopped touring as a band. But, um... Yeah, but they fell into that weird category where it's like, oh, we, it was like, I don't know, like, as someone who dressed very emo, like, I look back, I'm like, why the hell did you dress like that? Like, we, for some reason, it brought us with the indie kids that maybe influenced us later in whatever way, and it was cool. Um, And yeah, like, again, I mentioned Say Anything, obviously, being in that category, Say Anything is, just feels like home to me, because I feel like that, no matter how my tastes change, like, I feel, I mean, like, again, favorite bands are favorite bands, so maybe this isn't as deep, but I just feel like no matter what, I can just pop in a Say Anything song and just feel like it's feel what I felt the first time or like you know like it just feels like home to me mm-hmm. like it's it's just my comfort music Max Bemis means the world to me I know he has not always been the best guy I'm just saying his words have meant the world to me and also I'm not you know whatever not everyone like as long as he has never hurt anyone <laughs> and I'm specifically talking about like um I saw someone saying like, hey, I hate Max Bemis because he was supposed to write these songs for fans. And then like, for some reason, it took years for those Is songs to get really to the fans. Like, why? It's, I mean, there's that. And he's, he was also like, he's bipolar and he had episodes while he was on the road and then he got medicated and got it under control. I don't know. It's like one of those things where it's like, yeah, there's a lot of assholes in music. There's a lot of assholes everywhere. I, that's not, you know, like, it feels weird after just talking about Travis Scott. That's different. <laughs> you know, like, that's a different kind yeah, of asshole. That's a that's different a monster. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, yeah, sometimes people are just not likable, but you could still like what they created. Like, he's not, he did it like, yeah, maybe he like, I don't know. 
I don't know. That's like a lesser cancelable offense to me. I'm like, I'm sorry that your song that was personally written for you took a year or whatever. Again, if someone has more details into that, that I'm not like, oh my God, like you can send it to me, but I feel like I do have all the facts because I've heard the story so many times that I just personally don't care. I'm still a fan of Say Anything. Um, but yeah, uh, just to kind of top it off, um, Lights and uh, lights, the artist lights. It's always weird mentioning lights because it just feels so like it's one syllable. Um, but the artist lights means the world to me because her album uh, Skin and Earth was like my comfort album during a tough time in my life. That being my breakup. Um, I had that on repeat uh, all throughout 2017 into 18. Uh, Japan droids I've mentioned a number of times uh, a number of times probably last episode yeah I don't know I've mentioned Japan droids a favorite band also reminds me of my college years and just you know I love songs that remind me of house parties and by that I mean what my house parties were so like red solo cups and us shoved in a basement and like just you know we weren't cool but <laughs> You know, like as yeah, long as you're having a good time, like, yeah. Everyone's wearing flannel. Yeah, yeah. yeah everyone's, everyone's wearing, wearing a flannel. flannel. <laughs> there you go. That's like a re- really good way to Again. describe those kind of parties. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, I love. You know, we got a bonfire. We got red solo cups, and we got flannels with beanies on. You, you can, you can picture it. <laughs> but it's such a great time, especially when it's like you know you're coming to see old friends that you haven't seen in a while. Um, that's what Japan droids makes me feel. And then my last shout out, and then Kim, please men- like talk about anything I might have mentioned, but I also realize I feel like I've been hijacking the conversation. Uh, uh, <laughs> the song Thrash Unreal by uh, Against Me. Uh, that is legitimately one of my favorite songs. Like, gotta be top five. Yeah, no, it is a really good um, song. I definitely have that on one of my playlists. That, and I remember there was like one time, I think earlier this year, I kind of had that song on repeat just because, I don't know, it's just so yeah, good. <laughs> I think it's, I mean, I think we're also at that point of our life that we can feel that song a lot better than we could when we were 13 exactly. because, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's literally like, I mean, I. Uh, I mean, my pod, my my parents listen to the podcast, but they I don't think they would deny it. Like my mom's like, oh, so how's your dating life going? And I'm just like, if she wants to dance and drink all that, you know, her mother had her dreams and her daughter's gonna grow up to sleep alone. And here I am in my late twenties sleeping alone, and you know. I go out and I realize that the crowd is getting younger and younger and you know, that's all I'm trying to say. Again, it's just another relatable end of your twenties and you're entering your thirties kind of song, but also very beautiful because it's like just taking charge of that era of your life. Like, yeah, I wouldn't change anything for the world. It's a beautiful song. I think it's one of the best songs written in the last decade. Uh, Against Me holds a special place in my heart. It is my karaoke song. Yeah. Yeah. All right. There we go. Uh, yeah. No. Shout out to Lord Jane Grace. Uh, fucking badass. <laughs> We're thankful for you, Ma. Yeah. I remember like um, Frank Iero um, with his like his own band uh, went on tour with Against Me. I, I didn't go, but. Yeah, um, I remember, like, they I've were, like, they've been, like, I guess, friends for a while. I don't know how long, but, you know, I've always, like, seen, like, them, like, interact with each other, which was kind of cool. Who loves that? 
yeah, I mean, Laura to me is the definition of punk, mm-hmm. so it makes sense because Frankie is punk as right? fuck, yeah, punk <laughs> as fuck for sure. Um, yeah. Kim, yeah. Give me, give me music. Give me bands or something. Uh, I just want. It's like hear tough it. to like li- yeah. curate because I feel like, like you know, like you mentioned, there was just like different like, you know, points in your life, like depending on your age and like where you were at, like what bands really like impacted you during that time. Um, you know, I feel like a lot of the bands I'm probably gonna mention are like a little like older, probably because I'm, I'm just, I was just thinking of bands that like kind of like were like the most like formative to like my my existence basically like my you know like my taste in music like you know my interests yeah stuff like that and just um but yeah you know obviously you know how it is (laughs) no like looking at your list i like i recognize like how every one of these bands have influenced your life um you know and like influenced the bands that you know we talk about now like because obviously we we're always recommending each other new music mm-hmm. um and it's just like you know i'm gonna let you take it but like it's just like oh this band definitely influenced that right person. like it makes we're sense like, right fucking, yeah exactly yes it's, it makes sense <laughs> to who we have become as people yeah it's wild so, yeah. we old but yeah. <laughs> yeah i guess like one we of old. the first bands i put was obviously like and again some of these i've definitely mentioned in previous episodes so i'll try not to spend too much time on them but um lincoln park you know definitely one of my like first favorite bands still listen to pretty frequently till this day um you know just like especially like you know all the stuff that they like sung about you know just really like hit home <laughs> like angsty like teenage me and like even now till this day it's like weird but it just you know especially listening to certain songs as um you get older just like hit a little different <laughs> um green day you know we talked about a bunch earlier obviously definitely uh very influential band and and i feel like especially like when i first started listening to them like you know we're talking like 2004 and stuff um i guess going back and listening to their older stuff i um you know i always was like oh i gotta i always wanted to start like a shitty like punk band like you know what i mean like i it was always something i wanted to do and like you know maybe it'll happen who knows but yeah i feel like they were just such a (laughs) influence yeah i don't know i just want to be in a shitty punk band like who doesn't you know um yeah them who else um definitely blink um definitely blink and again like i saw a blink on your list but i so that's why i didn't choose to talk about them but i mean i mean like again i want you to have the floor because i feel like i i i I, again i ramble but like yeah no blink another reason for the season i don't think we would have a podcast had it not i mean you know somebody would have stepped in but like blink you know i i said green day really kicked off pop punk and yes i still stand by that but i think blink defined what pop punk is uh you know like yeah it's just and it's so wild because like you listen to old blink and you're just like yeah this shit would definitely not fly yeah today. no like, for these, real but, these, <laughs> but for like you just it just takes you back to that time and just like yeah it wasn't a perfect time that we grew up in but it it makes you feel young in a good way you know <laughs> like i don't know again it's just like wow 
I don't know. Why am I talking about how problematic the music is? I'm really talking about like, you know, literally they influence so many of our bands. There would not be. Yeah. Like I, uh, and I don't know. There, I, I really hope like, I know technically Blink is still touring. I really do hope the original lineup uh, gets back together. And I think they will. They're all real cool with each other. And, you know, I know. Yeah, I think um, things got um, a little better with them. So, you know, I, I do have hope that they'll um, come around. I really hope so. Cause I would love to see, you know, just the original three back together. Um, yeah. I don't know. Um, again, I want to give the mic back over to you, but Blink is important yeah, no, to the Pink. genre as a whole. <laughs> like, Mount Rushmore of pop punk. Yeah, for sure. no, I agree. And it's just like, you know, um, I guess a lot of their songs, especially like, you know, like you said, the older ones are not perfect, especially like, you know, maybe might come off a little, I don't know if they're problematic. I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> but like, yeah, just like, I don't know, Blink-22 is just very like, I just, like certain songs, like just make you feel like, you know, just, you know, some of them are like kind of like immature and stuff. And that's, that's why I like them. You know what I mean? Like, it, exactly. Cause it reminds, it re- we, no matter what, like I, I fully acknowledge that we've, the, the time that which, in which we grew up in, you know, like it was just an immature time for fucking humanity. I feel like, I mean, like, and it's still relevant yeah. today. Like people are obviously still saying problematic shit with like, I don't know, or just being at a skate park or just like, you know, it just feels very early 2000s, no matter what. Um, I don't know if that was the most eloquent way to word that, but it's just a very nostalgic feeling in the best way when I listen to Blink. I I saw Um, them with uh, Mike Kim and I went with like, uh, was like, yeah, and Alkaline Trio opened up for them. It was the Honda Civic tour. Yeah, it was a fun time. It was like Blink Wayne 2 came on after mcr and it started like downpouring it was such a fun show though i bought a poster earlier in the in the you know early in the day but it got fucked up in the rain but (sighs) worth it yeah it was just such a fun show like the lights and everything and everyone just it was just crazy yeah but they're the epitome of fun that's the thing and like i know like obviously there are songs that aren't as fun but even I don't know, like on the the untitled album, which I guess would just be Blink One Eighty Two. I don't know the untitled album, like a fucking staple. Like you know, like you know, we we have so many gems on that album. Again, I'm trying not to hijack this, so I'm like keeping it short. There's so much to say. This and like, yeah, feeling like to keep it on holiday brand. I know we're not at Christmas yet, but I listen to <laughs> Happy Holidays Holidays every fucking like, year. Every year. Every year I wait until Christmas Eve to wrap my gifts and I'm like blasting that in the background. <laughs> like wrap <laughs> fucking presents. It's also the only Labor oh, Day yeah, song Labor that comes Day. to mind. Like, it's Labor Day. <laughs> like and my, how? <laughs> I hope, you know, I'm going to shout out my friend Matt Mitchell for a second because that's one of his favorite lines in any <laughs> song. <laughs> it's Labor Day. And my... <sighs> Just say, I'm here for it. Fucking hot dogs. <laughs> yes. Um, anyway, like, yeah, it's just the epitome of like immature music in a way and it's still good it's so good it's like want to be like mindless and immature sometimes like let me be <laughs> you know yeah oh yeah. Uh, i'll let you go on like if you have more to say about uh, Link, but yeah it- i mean there's like other bands like i mean 
I have you well I don't know if it's like too much blank talk but like did you ever get to listen to um plus 44 yeah, I got plus yeah. 44. Oh, so good. Yeah. yeah, I was just like reminiscing on them when I was like writing my list of bands. I'm like, oh, plus 44. I I love them, <laughs> even though they had like one album, but I don't care. <laughs> so good. Plus 44, and even like, I, I would we consider like fucking. Um, did I mention Angels and Airwaves? When I, I don't know. Oh, I, I don't know. No, but they, I, I was just listening to them the other day, and like, my. My mom's sister, my aunt, like, loves to make me, like, feel old. So she'll just, like, send me random stuff from, like, the music I used to listen to. Like, like, Angels and Airwaves, definitely, like, you know, old anime stuff. And, like, you know, just, she was there. You know what I mean? Like, for for all these, like, you know, just me, like, finding all these new bands. It's just crazy. that's adorable. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, uh... Angels and Airwaves is kind of like a strange one for me because I, I obviously have like a soft spot for that band, but uh, because you know it that that all occurred during our high school, middle school years, probably our freshman year of high school, to be honest. But I might be off on that. Um, but what I'm trying to get at is that Angels and Airwaves has like a like a diehard following that I. I need to like d- dive a little bit deeper yeah, into Yeah, let's get into I, that fandom. Let's do some research cuz yeah, I need I'm to know. Like, I'm like I'm like it's not again like I really like what I know of Angels and Airwaves. So I'm like, "Really? Like you guys are going like the way in which I see people just go to Angels and Airwaves shows, I'm like, I'm right. missing something here." So, I yeah. I need to I need to give a closer or like Boxcar Racer. Oh my god, Boxcar Racer. Yeah. yeah. Throwback. <laughs> I used to love them. Oh, like, I mean, I still do, but like, I the way I used to listen to them. The way I thought that was just Blink. <laughs> right? Like, anything Blink Wayne 2 related, I was like eating that shit up. Like, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like, yeah, Boxcar Racer is great. You know, again, they. they there, there hasn't always been bops from Blink. I'm not gonna sit here and pretend like, yeah, I don't, you know, there hasn't been some disappointing albums, but it's just like, oh, there's yeah. so much mm-hmm. good that you, you just, you just, I'm cool with it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, whatever, just give me a handful of that sweet, sweet nostalgia. Mm-hmm. I'm good. Exactly. Oh, you get me. Yeah, because I'm not saying they're perfect. And again, like just like Green Day, you know, people would say shit like, oh, they're not real punk or whatever and me 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 i'm like you know what i'm just here for a good time i'm here, I'm here for a good time not yeah. a long time right exactly <laughs> feeling it oh man um but yeah they're like another band i've mentioned in the podcast i'm not gonna spend too much time on every time i die uh definitely like one of those bands i found like really early on on youtube and like you know one of like the heavier quote-unquote bands you know so yeah, I don't know. They're just like such a big influence on me, and I've seen them live like so many times. They're always like really crazy, really good, like never a dull moment. <laughs> but yeah, and they also had um, I don't know. Have you heard of the damn things by any chance? They had there was like a super group. They were with uh, uh, two uh two people from Fall Out Boy. Sorry, we had sure. okay, yeah. So we got Keith Buck Keith Buckley from um Every Time I Die. We got Joe and Andy from Fall Out Boy. Um, we had, um, what else did we have? We had Scott from fucking, um, what can I think of the band? Anthrax. <laughs> we had, we had like everybody in there. Um, who else did we have? Oh, we had f- freaking Robert from Volbeat, which is like another, like, it was just like a, a, such a mix 
of of people. Um, we had Josh, who was also the basis for Every Time I Die, and we also had um, Dan from Alkaline Trio. I believe he was um, the bassist in Alkaline Trio. Not so uh, but yeah, cool. it was just Actually, a big super group, and it was a lot of fun. It, they like made like one, maybe two albums, and then they broke up. Yeah, it was insane. It was so good. It, and then I found like maybe like one other person like in during, not in college, but like during my time in college. I was like, oh, you know about them? You know what I mean? For sure. Ugh, I'm looking forward to this playlist. So um, iconic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, no, boy, same. Oh, yeah. I was just like thinking, I'm like, oh, all the it's a reminisce on Jack's mannequin and talk about like all these other fun things. Like, <laughs> love it here, <laughs> right? No, you're good. You're good. You're good. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Um, like what to. Uh, but yeah, um, I guess there's some other bands that I guess were pretty like formative to me. Um, that mean a lot to me that I'm thankful for. <laughs> it was uh, Tegan and Sarah, The Cure, and him. I've definitely talked about him on the podcast. Um, you know, we stand. The Cure is like, you know, I guess a little like older, but still like... Definitely. Yeah, like, I get, like, is this, like, that much older than the, the bands we've mentioned? Like, not really, but, like, a little bit. But. I mean, de- not, de- yeah. not definitely older. I didn't want to, like, definitely older. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, like they, they were 80s, you know? Um, and honestly, like, I feel like I've said this, like, now three times. Had it not been for The Cure, like... You know, like I feel- <laughs> had it not been for every band we mentioned today, like nothing would exist. Nothing obviously. would exist. Like, like obviously, no, but like I really do feel yeah, like no, for real though. Like if like we're talking about like Godfathers of what punk became, I feel like The Cure definitely gave us more of you know like it, there was a poppy element to it. I don't know. It's so and like the just the hair and the makeup and shit. Yeah, like, they, they you really know. you know they inspired what inspired everything else so what can, what is there not to say about the fucking cure exactly like yeah you get it i get it <laughs> and then just Tegan and sarah was just like i feel like they also fell into that like group of like those like quote-unquote like indie-ish artists mm-hmm. like that we were talking about earlier For sure. uh and it was just like cool just to see like female queer artists queer. at the time and sorry yeah <laughs> like what we love well because like yeah like i saw tegan and sarah on your list i was like girl in red which has become so important like right like thank yeah, you yeah like thanks to you kim um i listened to if it love 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 thanks to you kim i was i finally listened to if i could make it go quiet and i actually like just to take it back like i had the luxury of seeing girl in red before i really knew to like can you put serotonin on a playlist i it had to be like one of the first two podcast episodes maybe oh, it maybe probably it maybe yeah. was like mm-hmm. I, I think we started playlists on episode two so or three i don't know uh it was three it was three um and you put on serotonin and i was hooked but i didn't like dive that deep but i got to see girl in red live at firefly and just seeing her live and hearing the songs in that context i was like oh i get it 
Right. And then I listened to the album. And, like, you know, obviously I heard some of these songs. It was also interesting because, like, at Firefly, it rained hardcore the first day. So Girl in Red set got cut. Um, oh, so wow. She, yeah, she only um, played maybe, like, four or five songs. Um, mm-hmm. And You Stupid Bitch is one of the songs she played. <laughs> But like since I have now like listened to it on the album, it is like I am I am now giving it a solid run for like, you know, it will show up in my like spot. I mean, we're going to talk about our Spotify things later, but like I it's been on repeat. Uh, Horny Lovesick Mess also um, just on repeat because I feel like it's just so true to who I am right now. And I I just I have to thank you because you and admittedly my friend Connor because I think he, uh, he will get mad at me because he's like I told you to listen to Girl in Red uh, I told you too <laughs> yeah, I, I, no. I listened to Kim yeah, yeah. no they're great, they're great. But yeah I think it's just like good bunch of bands and that just like influenced me but obviously so many of these like new artists too so it's just like wild to see the you know yeah and even like going back because i totally realized i hijacked your tegan and sarah talk to talk about girl in red but uh <laughs> oh no but still like yeah. they're connected they're, they're in a way definitely i think connected. so yeah. but they definitely tegan and sarah the con like oh, that, album. that whole uh. album is a masterpiece <laughs> like i like and it's one of those albums that like i like had you had not wrote it on your list I don't think I would have remembered to put it on my list, but it, you're absolutely like, it absolutely was a turning point to me and like my development in music. Like, I just felt like that's when I became more aware of like the indie side of music, quote unquote. Uh, Same, same, definitely. Like during that like whole era of like all those bands we mentioned, like Death Cat for Cutie, like just all those, like that general genre. Like, I don't know. I just remember like making these playlists with like all these kinds of bands on it and like i don't know and like the way i like i started like dressing a little differently you know what i mean just like more yeah like you, you were there for I that there. like you know no one ever i'm sure you had a fedora at some point yeah. talks about the middle, <laughs> never about middle phase of what like you were emo in middle school and then got bullied so much that you stopped we love the middle stages i'm still i don't know again i don't want to hijack your time so uh tegan sarah definitely still means a lot to the both of us as appears uh for sure but yeah i I thank you for making me like again i don't like whenever i hear a song from the cod i'm instantly just brought back to being like 19 or 18 years old and Mm -hmm. does i guess the spark of like womanhood was really like I don't know that sounds gross talking out loud but it's just like <laughs> I felt womanly in that moment listening to Keegan and Sarah I was like oh yes the woman's plight <laughs> we struggle for the rest of our lives girls I'm screaming yes. it, all, it all feels like the fucking bell jar anyway <laughs> okay, I don't know I feel like you know I feel like they just you know again like them being like female but also being queer just really took like yeah, for sure you know a big place in my heart and like i don't know there was just like a lot of like women artists that were like emerging and during that time because i feel like a lot of the bands that and like obviously nothing against any of the guys i've mentioned because yeah. obviously like i love every single band that i've mentioned and like they're all like mostly men but i don't know it was just like cool like during that time to see like women like 
artists in the scene just emerging and stuff and like finding more during that time you know like we've talked about definitely evanescence um some of the others i guess that um i can remember finding around that time were like hailstorm um emily autumn's kind of goth and then um tattoo is a little older though but still like they're i know they had that uh video um all things she said it was like a queer awakening for like so many people apparently but that's another story (laughs) but yeah so but yeah i don't know just a lot of it was a a good time but yeah i mean i could probably mention some newer stuff but this i think these are just yeah the me that made you who you are yeah and like also how yeah like again help you realize who you are in a weird way and like offered a home like she can say like obviously like the conversation of sexuality was changing when we were in high school and stuff but then it was really cool to have the representation in front of us yeah no for sure yeah i i kind of wish like i did see tegan sarah you know it's one of those things like you wish you were older when you were younger so you could like see them live and like i would just love to be yeah, on like, panel wearing bitch at a tegan and sarah show just hell yeah. like in a small oh, I room wish. <laughs> i guess i'll settle for a girl in red before they get really right huge. i <laughs> guess yeah i'll just settle for a girl in red. i love that yes i mean this i think they're probably still tour like i'd oh, probably go are, see them so I, I still follow them like yeah like i know they're they post pretty frequently on instagram yeah. Yeah. they still tour but it's like yeah. they make lego mu- movie music now so they're, right. they're big everything is awesome <laughs> no, it's, yeah I, I, just, like, I like that song i dead ass too but it, yeah i just know they it's never like they're maybe we'll get lucky with like a brooklyn steel show and by that i mean like a mid-sized venue i, right, I you know yeah. like i'm never gonna see them at like a knitting factory which is a smaller venue or like I don't know. You know what I mean. It's just like I would love yeah. I would like that intimate space with Tegan and Sarah that I will never get unless I know about a secret show or something. So Right. And I uh, speaking of yeah. smaller shows, like before we like dive into what we're gonna talk about next, but like I don't know, I saw a post that just got me really sad recently. It was like about um like just like the years that the studio Webster Hall was open because you know they closed. Yeah. I was such a like small fun venue. Like, I don't know. I'm like, I miss that. <laughs> like, we need more small venues, especially in the city. I feel like there's not, like... Well, I mean, I can, I I can dedicate a whole episode about, you know, the venues in the city. Because there, def- there are small venues. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's probably just because yeah. COVID. I'm probably, like, not... I'm like, oh, where are all the small shows at? But, you know, I guess they... They exist. Um, and they're happening. You know what it honestly is? And forgive me for this, Kim. We're getting old. We we don't know oh. we, we don't know these bands that put, <laughs> internally screaming. <laughs> we don't know these smaller bands that are getting you know like I like sometimes I do like I like uh, not on a favorites list but actually again may show like we're gonna talk about our Spotify raps that was a surprise guys uh, um, <laughs> we're gonna talk about predictions but like I had gone to a small show for. Uh, this band called sitcom and i really didn't know what i was getting myself into but like a friend of a friend knew about the show and you know took us and like watching them it's like one of those feelings like oh this is a really good band i don't know if you're gonna get bigger than what you are right now but i'm happy i'm here now um kind of feeling but i realized like yeah now all 
the music I kind of listen to is like, you know, bands that are fully touring could, or you know, not, not even that, like there are smaller venues, like, uh, the letters, I don't know. It's, we call it LPR. <laughs> it's called the LPR. Um, and that's kind of a smaller venue. And I just saw, uh, I saw Meet Me at the Altar there and Lawrence Arms. And oh, that venue. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's, yeah. it's actually super intimate. It's almost like a knitting factory. Again, like, okay. I feel like they are still going on. You just got to kind of be right. in the know. Yeah, I'm just like out of the loop yeah. right now. Which yeah. Is, Especially, like you said, like we're just getting old, like, you know. Yeah, it's getting harder and harder. I mean, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm going to give you back your time. I, I rambled. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but those, you know, that's pretty much all the bands I guess I wanted to mention, except one that, you know, are mutual and in- big interests. I mean, we have a lot of mutual interests, but besides the fact, like, one of the main reasons we pretty much became friends. <laughs> oh, here it is, um, everybody. Our lovely drum roll, please. Let's play it. <laughs> Insert audio here. <laughs> The lovely... No, you're good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, My Chemical Romance. Who? Anybody? Who? Anybody heard of them? Who? You know, those guys? I don't know. <laughs> you're right. Like, who are these people? My, uh, chemical Brothers. I love them. Uh, my Chemical Brothers. Mm. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Those guys. You guys have heard us a million times talk about MCR, but... Yeah, here we are again. Here we are again. Uh, <laughs> Kim has brought it to my attention that uh, it it wasn't just Kim. Obviously, I am on emo everything. So yeah, uh, <laughs> the Black Parade has turned fifteen. Happy birthday, Black Parade! I'm hijacking. Yeah, that's why I was like reading. Oh no, you're not hijacking. <laughs> I was hijacking Kim. I was like, this is no. your moment to shine. Talk about yeah, no. Wait. Talk about your love for MCR. I want to hear it again. Give it to oh, me, baby. I hear you, then. Like, you've heard it enough. Like, Never but, enough. yeah, it's just, like, wild. I, I remember that year I got the album for Christmas. I remember hearing early in the year, like, just hearing the Black Parade on the radio. And it was just, like, you know, when you're younger and you're just, like, oh, I don't want my favorite band to be on the radio. <laughs> but, like, also, like, you know, just, like... I don't know. It was just kind of like also nice at the same time hearing them because I'm like, you'll break your neck and like, is that MCR in my like local supermarket? Maybe not the supermarket, (laughs) but you know what I mean? Like it'll just be on the radio Mm -hmm. in the car or something like, yeah, I don't know. It's just crazy. And I don't know. The Black Parade was just impactful. So (laughs) yeah, I guess that was a weird. I don't even know if it was a weird time for me because I'll give you the honest truth of what happened with me and Black Mm -hmm. Parade. Um, But like yeah i my exposure to mcr was not radio it was the helena music video um yeah like i remember just like being at my cousin's house and watching mtv and seeing the music video and i was like what huh this is art uh i need to i need to know more about this shit um but to be honest my first album it, it was uh yeah, so my first MCR album, which I think I accidentally bought if someone didn't actually just give it to me, was uh, I Brought You My Bullets, You Brought Me Your Love. And it was weird because that album, is, like now like listening to that album, it still holds a very special place in my heart. It was just, you know, like MCR's first album. They actually recorded it in my hometown, which is crazy. I love that little gem of fact. 
Um, shout out to Montgomery, New York. Uh, not really my home. Whatever. Who cares? Uh, I, I went to school in Montgomery, New York. Um, and it's just so different from what MCR would later become. I mean, like, you can always trace back to, like, oh, my God, like, it's still kind like, obviously, they just grew as artists. Um... And what I'm trying to say is I actually did not really care about the Black Parade um, until a little later. Like the album had been out for a significant amount of time. Um, And like, obviously, I'd heard the Black Parade. I feel like I heard uh, Famous Last Words because those were the singles. I did not give a shit about Black Parade until Bobby had uh, downloaded Dead on uh, Rock Band. And I was like, now, hold on. What is the this theatrics? And now I can make the connection because I didn't want to give away Kim, one of Kim's shout outs, even though like anyone who's been listening to this podcast knew they had to come up. Um, yeah. Another fucking great rock opera, like just truly theatrical. I can't wait for the Black Parade um, musical. I'm calling it now. Andrew Lloyd Webber, right. write it. Um, make it happen. Make it happen could be the phantom of the opera but you know it's a in parade form let's let's do it yes <laughs> a side note it was guitar hero 2 for xbox 360 what? i literally i, 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 I even so, changed it in your i'm so i'm so <laughs> mad right now because like i was between the two of them and i could have just googled it but i was like i'm gonna take a gamble it was actually rock band because like fuck <laughs> No, no, it was, uh, it was exclusive to the Xbox 360 version. It was part of, like, the first set of songs that you could play. Yeah. It was sick. Loved it. D- yeah, yeah, no, it I was... I had the PS2 version, so I definitely didn't have that song. Oh, my God. It was so fun to watch. First off, the, like, watch Bobby play, because Bobby is... Maybe no, he's like if Bobby picked up a Guitar Hero guitar, he'd probably still fucking crush it. Um, I'm thankful for that experience of getting to know Bobby during his peak uh, Guitar Hero rock band phase. It was just like watching live music. Anyway, <laughs> Bobby should stream. Bobby, Guitar you should stream Guitar Hero. I I, uh, I did play get- Clone Hero very briefly, like maybe like last oh, year or so. Right. I I peeped that and. Uh, oh. Oh, sorry, not last year, two years ago. God, oh my God, losing track of time. <laughs> um, it, it was it was fun, but I feel like just like the audience wasn't really there for it. It was it was just like me clacking along and all that stuff. I had a bad microphone at the time too, so that probably didn't really like lend well to the situation. Maybe I'll come back to it someday. It's just that it occupies so much like disk space on my space. computer. It's hard to have like yeah. a big collection of music in that. Damn. I was about to say, like, yo, if we get, like, I'm not even going to say likes because I don't even know. Like, I think YouTube is the only place that we could see likes. Um, I was going to say, though, if we get, like, 20 reshares, we'll have Bobby stream dead <laughs> on. Uh... I, was like, I, was like, I, didn't <laughs> I know. I know. I just made it up right now. I don't care. I said it on the podcast. I'm not editing it out. So he has to do it. <laughs> you got you to tweet it out on the podcast Twitter account. And then underneath, I'm going to respond I ratio. And if that gets more likes. And I don't have to do it. Uh, yes, there it is. We can start. We're we're oh, starting a Twitter war. Please, everyone, reshare this episode when it comes out. Um, um, but yeah, that's how I got exposed to the Black Parade, and then Bobby had the album, and I think you did. You lend me all the albums, or yeah, I think I had all three of the ones that were out at that point in time. 
I had, le- I had loaned them to you so you can put them on your, your iPod or whatever it is that you had at the time. I had a Zune because I was one of those kids that insisted that the Zune was cooler and better. President Obama would agree with me. <laughs> uh, same with uh, Clint McElroy. But yeah, um, yeah, that, that was that was how that all started. Yeah. So I again, I was late to the Black Parade train. I was never late for another MCR release after that. I know there was only technically one, uh, technically two, I guess, if you count Fake Your Death. Um, but yeah, uh, I believe in Disenchanted uh, Supremacy. That is one of the best songs MCR has ever made. Love it. Kim, I'll let you talk about our boys if you still have Oh, words gosh. i don't know what else to say about them that i haven't said already what's your favorite like, what's, thankful for you yeah what's your favorite song off of uh, black parade since it's the 15th anniversary yeah this disenchanted is definitely a fave i remember at one point famous last words was like i was swore i was like i'm gonna get that shit tattooed on my get chest ass, like, like i not like yeah but hold on let me let I, I, I have toyed with the thought of still getting a, a famous last word tattoo something just like on my ankle like yeah no, something like would definitely be cool for that album I don't know but yeah I just I don't know Dead is really good Disenchanted Supremacy all day every day <laughs> yeah I mean I feel like I talked about how I got in trouble for listening to listening to Mama but like just the fact that Le- oh, yeah, yeah, Liza yeah. Minnelli was on that track and again it's just it's so epic yeah again we're not i i won't harp on it because this will not be the last time we fucking talk about the black parade again because like it's like the fifth time we brought it up on this on this podcast <laughs> like, on our fifth, on our episode, fifth episode we have <laughs> also talked about my cow wow um crazy how we didn't name this podcast after a my cam song at this point but um yeah Fifteen years. Fifteen years. Old. Yeah, that's it. It's been a lot of like I didn't realize. Uh, not to say that uh, I'm. We're not going to talk about this at all because it doesn't fit into this sphere of music. But uh, Back to Black also turned fifteen, and I didn't realize it was the same year. Uh, oh. Um. So. Yeah. What a year! Holy shit! Yeah. Two thousand six, man. <laughs> Dead ass. Like we got wow. we got Back to Black, Amy Winehouse at you know arguably her peak. Um. I mean, there wasn't much after, but uh, unfortunately. Um, But good year for music, 2006. But yeah. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Back up, though. So a little like personal info. I get a DM from Kim with a photo (laughs) attached from uh, Mikey Way's Instagram. And apparently Mikey was hanging outside the the water parks tour bus and yeah it's so cute obviously but it's so fucking funny yeah like Like, what do you mean you waited hours for somebody you could have been like hey i'm from my chemical romance can i meet the band yeah in the comments i think they were like you know obviously joking and stuff they were like oh like nice to hang out with some fans or something like that like just being like you know yeah so <laughs> it was really cute it's so cute like shout out to water parks and yeah mikey for still being fucking adorable yeah <laughs> oh. yeah i love water parks so <laughs> I always think about uh, the Ghost of You music video where, like, the behind the scenes for it, and Gerard's just screaming for Frankie and, like, they killed Frankie! No, I think it's Ray. Oh, I think it's Ray. He's like, they killed Frankie! <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
I'll play the audio clip. Somebody's screaming it. Yeah, insert clip here. <laughs> um, I well, I guess we're done with who we're thankful for, which is like I'm happy we you know listed off again. Like some of our favorite bands who shaped us into making us who we are today. Yay, we 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 adjusted into adulthood just fine. Yeah, I don't know. Fuck it. Uh, <laughs> arguably, okay. Um. But, you know, Thanksgiving is coming up, which means the fucking dash to Christmas is coming. And y'all know what that means. It's the most uh, it's the most wonderful time for social media because we're all going to be starting to share our Spotify wrapped. And yeah, we want to give some predictions on who's going to be on our wrapped this year. Kim, who do you think is going to show up on your list? Oh, that was hard because I'm trying to think like what because I usually listen to a lot of music in the car. And so I was like, who like what albums did I listen to like on my, you know, rides and stuff. But the first I, I asked my partner, I'm like, what albums do you think is on my um, Spotify wrapped? <laughs> the first thing he says is like definitely Willow's album I was like oh you're right like because I had that shit on repeat like especially when I first came out you know I still like listen to that album like beginning to end and I when I was like writing my list I was like probably Jenny too yeah like honestly because I was like I know you were on that too for like if not still I am like you know I literally posted Transparent Soul again on my story today because Kid Cudi has a verse in it now uh oh I haven't listened to that uh, yet oh I'll I gotta put check it on. that out today like right after this recording I'll put it in <laughs> yeah it definitely will be it'll be on the playlist but also I mean like yeah that whole album is great Lipstick is one of my favorite songs this year if that doesn't show up on my list I don't I mean I'm not gonna talk about my list right now but like yeah um the reason why I don't mention Willow is because I knew Kim had like we were gonna talk about it like yeah yeah I was like it's probably gonna be on yours too so that's why like we're like prop Jenny to TPH like <laughs> Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think, like, it was hard for me to, like, think of my list because, I don't know, I, I just have, like, a couple different playlists on, like, rotation, but I, I did listen to uh, Montero. Uh, it Monas was so X good. Last. <laughs> yeah, I did listen to that a lot, too, when it came out, so, like, I mean, it did come out a little later in the year, so that's what I'm thinking, like, maybe it'll be on my list, maybe not. I don't know. And same with Mitski. Like, Mitski just came out with a new album pre- too, uh, pretty recently. How was uh, But it? I still listen to... I, I liked it. Yeah, like... But I do listen to a lot of uh, Mitski's older stuff, though. And I was listening to it, like, early in the year. But, again, maybe, maybe not will be on my Spotify wrapped. Still not sure. Um, um, maybe Ricky Montgomery I've listened to a lot this year. But... You know, I just feel like sometimes my Spotify rap comes out. I'm like, wait, really? But some, some, yeah. So we'll see. And then Girl in Red, I've listened to a lot this year. And then um, Cave Town as well. So I mean, also I, I just thought of artists and like, you know, I could only think of like two albums in particular that could be on my list. Uh, yeah, those are all like, yeah, that's what I got. <laughs> I can I can see it. And um, just a little aside, I realized after our, I guess it was our third episode when we started making playlists. I do know who Cave Town is. Uh, I know, like, I, I I say that like I I've listened to like two of their songs, like Devil Town. Um, I fucking love that song. Uh, I just wanted to say that because I I think on the episode I was like, oh, I don't know who they are, and I was like, no, I definitely have outplayed devil town like it's it's always makes its way onto my like my halloween playlist so definitely was in oh, rotation um 
but yeah yeah what about your uh predictions see into the future for your spotify wraps see unlike you kim i know tragically what's going to be Uh, (laughs) (laughs) i know what is going to be the number one song of the year i know what's going to be my top album of the year and it's our boy (laughs) everyone's favorite (laughs) machine gun (laughs) kelly (laughs) fucking forget oh my god fucking forget me too is gonna be my top song and like it's been on my repeat on spotify since i started listening to that album so Mm. it's been on repeat since January. Right. So, pro- yeah, yeah. Like, they'll probably be on your list, especially if it's early in the year. Yeah. got to put it. Like, <laughs> it's Dunyan Rings for me. There's no doubt in my mind <laughs> that I, I'm, that's going to be like, you listen to this song. You're one of MGK's. Like, I'll be like, oh my God. Like, t- t- top 10%, <laughs> yes. like, all that shit. Yeah. Like, there has not been a, like, again, it, it's definitely going to be, forget me too. Um, but there has not been not been an MGK song not on my uh, repeats list since I discovered his pop punk shit. And I'm not sorry about it, Anthony Fantano. <laughs> I like MGK and I'm proudish. <laughs> I like his I like it. Um anyway, that's you know that's that's number one. Uh the rest might be like like I don't know for sure, but I have a sneaking sneaking wow. I have a sneaking suspicion that uh Kenny Hoopla is gonna make it on with a Survivor Guilt. Uh you know, constant replay. I, I've showed Kenny Hoopla to so many of my friends who also get turned on to him. So I play his music when I'm with friends now, all that good shit. Uh if I had to guess like a song that's going to be like top played maybe it's gonna be hollywood socks uh yeah but also like it could wait you play your music around friends oh my god yeah i'm always so self-conscious to like share i don't know why i've always been like that people will be like oh yes oh put on a playlist i'm like I love being, not me i love <laughs> i love and I being know a my dj music, I, like not to be in like an ass i'm like i know my playlist be popping sometimes but i'm still like oh maybe not like i guess i just kind of know my like i know my audience now um right, no yeah. like i just kind of switch up my like my taste depending on who i'm with uh because i do have like you know again we're genre fluid in this house um yes but uh yeah i i definitely so i turned my roommate on to kenny hoopla and we'll listen to him all the time so that's that uh sincere engineer especially because of uh the new album that came out this year i mentioned it on the last podcast um it's a great second album from so good so yeah uh i think you know again if i have to name a song that's gonna make it onto like you know the playlist of things it's gonna be coming in last it might be dragged across the finish line but um i have a sneaking suspicion it's gonna be coming in last uh hot mulligan has also been a top contender like top contender in a band that like i've been listening to a lot but with that said i definitely have only kind of stuck with like a few songs and so i'm probably gonna see how do we know it's not an armadillo shell um the song or the song uh green squirrel in a pretty oh my god 
Green Squirrel in pretty bad shape will probably also make an appearance. They sound like dance cabin dance yeah, it ain't. Uh, song titles. <laughs> like, it's so good, though. Crazy. Uh, yeah, I mean, oh my god, it is like such a like, yeah, they're bringing back the long title that may, has nothing to listen. do with the actual song subject. Um, and uh, so something a little different from everything I've listed, but like falls into more of the emo hip hop ness. Uh, Saint, yeah, Saint John's. Um, I can't fucking tell. Uh, I was exposed to that song much earlier in this year by my roommate Henry, who's like really into like you know, like we compliment each other nice because he loves like sad boy shit, but he's definitely more into like the hip hop scene now. While I'm in like you know, like we just compliment each other well because we're both like mutually interested in each other's tastes. But like he knows more about hip hop. I obviously know more about like you know rock shit. Um at least in this current time um so he showed me saint john and it's just like the most melancholic kind of uh song um it's going to be on the playlist i don't really know how to describe it but like you listen to it and you're like oh this is like this is it's good shit it's good like sad lay down and just be sad about something you should have been like you should have gone over a long time ago <laughs> like it just <laughs> brings back old feelings of people who hurt you <laughs> I can fucking tell you still love me still been through fucking hell riding on one well I can fucking tell you still love me still girl it never fails I thought that St. John is like there cause like I don't really know that many people that uh, know about him either. Oh, so do you know St. John? Yeah. Yeah, I've listened to, like, a couple of his songs. Like, I'm not, like, you know, really, like, well-versed in him, but I do uh, follow him on Spotify, and, like, I know a couple of his songs. Um, I forgot how I found him, though. Don't know, but definitely this year I started listening to um, St. John. St. John is a Brooklyn boy, so I really hope I can, like, see him here, and, like, you know, that would be real cool. Um, yeah, those are my, like, small predictions. Like, I could probably, you know, I I have a s- suspicion that, like, Rancid might also make its way on the list and Gaslight Anthem, but those, like, I just feel like, you know, I just really... Because of the album challenge I did this year, I feel like my Spotify uh, Raft is going to be a little bit more all over the place than it usually is. Um, because I definitely have listened to more bands than I ever have these, you know, with, uh, quarantine keeping me inside to do it. Uh, I really just kind of got out of my comfort zone and by comfort zone, I mean, like just listen to bands that I always knew were great. Like again, Rancid and Gaslight Anthem, but I never gave like the proper time to. And yeah, even like fucking the Menzinger, the Menzingers, um, I feel like they might show up, but like, yeah no they're definitely like up your alley too dude i'm so so mad i'm so mad that i'm so late to the like that that realm of music because like it's like a duh to me i'm like yeah like of course i would like this music because i love fucking feeling like the american dream is still real (laughs) (laughs) and that i can just hop into like a fucking uh muscle car and drive across the country and just live out my best uh on the road dreams but uh you know like (laughs) but um you know it's just very reminiscent of older music like springsteen and shit like that um 
And yeah, of course I would like it. So I'm happy to be in the know now. We'll see what happens, you know, in a few weeks because they're going to start rolling out. You're still going to do the challenge? Uh, oh, yeah. Next year? Oh, or? oh, okay. no, no, no. I don't know what I'm going to do. I think I want to give myself another challenge. But I mean, again, uh, first off, I want to hear what Bobby thinks of, um, you know, who's going to show up on his Spotify wrapped. But also, like, shout out to Bobby because he was the reason why I did the 100 albums challenge. Um, he did it the year prior. So I totally just stole. That's so cool. Yeah, I just maybe I should do it next. I mean, it's a good way. <laughs> like you know, if you, I mean, like I am always plugged in for work because I, you know, I have a very desk job that I don't doesn't require me to actually like not like you know I don't have to not have my headphones in. Uh, so like I can listen to an album a day easily. But it was like a good way to like break up. Like, hey, you listen to Brave Faces like a million times. How about you check out something else? Like. It was a good way to like just step out of my comfort zone. So shout out to you, Bobs. Thanks, man. Happy to, happy to inspire you. <laughs> Bobby, what do you think is going to be on your uh, Spotify wrap? Um, so for whatever reason, like I've been listening to Kendrick Lamar's "The Pepper Butterfly" like on a monthly basis, if not weekly. It just like pops in my head, and I feel the need to listen to it. So I always give it a listen. And it, it, it always hits every time. It has so many iconic tracks on it that it always like brings me back for more. Um, in addition to that, like uh, I, I'm going to shout out Anthony Fantano because he's always a good resource for me finding new music. He had put out two albums that he reviewed as 10 out of 10 this year, both of which I listened to a lot. First one being Spelling's The Turning Wheel, which is an absolutely gorgeous album. Love listening to it. It's very like poetic and beautiful and just wonderful in any sense of the word. Um, and also Lingua Ignota's Sinner Get Ready, which can be a little abrasive. It's very loud. There's like very like, uh, I don't know how to really like describe it, but just like loud, like piano chords and very dramatic singing and stuff. It's it's another like gorgeous album. Um, but in addition to that, like I li- I'm listening to a lot of Alex Cameron. He's like a staple of my musical diet now. Uh, same with the Decemberists. I've been listening to the Crane Wife a lot. Um, what else? What else? I have Mom Jeans on here potentially making a, making an appearance. Modern Baseball, <laughs> yeah. AJJ. Uh, like those are all just wonderful hits on my musical diet. But also I have some hidden gems that might be like sneaking their way in there. Um, Kill Bill, the rapper, as well as Rav, who they tend to work together a lot because of the, them working as part of this uh, like SoundCloud rapper group called X Society. I've been listening to them since like 2014, and they're finally going on like a big tour together, which is great. Um, so I've been listening to them a lot throughout the past couple years, including this year, uh, specifically their albums Ramona, New Moon, and Skin. I have Igloo Ghost on here. Um, I have Leon Chang, who's a New York-based electronic music kind of guy who does a lot of like video game-inspired music. Really love him, and of course, I got to shout out the boys Anamanaguchi. They're wonderful. I missed yeah. their uh, missed their show this past year, but hopefully, with the the Scott Pilgrim tour that they're doing, I might be able to get another shot at seeing them. Shut up! I didn't uh, know they were. Are doing... you going to try to go? I was going to try to go to it, but I, I was still kind of uh, on the fence about being in a concert venue without having gotten my booster and all that so i didn't know they were gonna do a scott P- yeah Pilgrim. they just announced um, it this past week they're doing shows in shows up, in la and uh, 
It's their first time actually being able to perform those songs live, I think, because of whatever happened with uh, with Universal and the licensing with Ubisoft, I'm assuming. There's a lot of different theories that have neither been confirmed nor denied by the band, so we kind of have to work with whatever speculation they have. I hope you, you know, if you can go, yeah. um, no, you I, feel yeah. safe. Oh my God, I had no clue, and now yeah. I'm just like, wait a minute. We got to go. Um, it is we funny, out? though. Like, um, shout out to my friend, Rhiannon. Uh, she went to see uh, the show that Bobby couldn't make it to. And they really didn't know anything about Anamanaguchi when they uh, went. But they had a fucking blast. And they, like I, I saw the photos and the videos. And it's just like, it's such a, like, like the, the of course of that crowd like i saw like someone recording on their like fucking ds uh-huh that's a <laughs> that's like, a staple I, that's a staple of their concerts i didn't know that was a staple i just i like slid into her dms i'm like is that a fucking ds in front of you she's like yeah, yeah people, and everyone people yeah, record like, on their dsi it, or their 3ds because it has the front facing ca- or the back facing cameras on it um, what I'm also really bummed out about with that show is that they played Hopes and Dreams from the Undertale soundtrack, and I missed out on it. I saw recordings of it, and I was I was getting all teary-eyed. I'm like, man, I missed out on this. That sucks. <laughs> um, maybe, maybe, and, and I don't know if either of you had heard about this in the past couple days, but um, apparently Crazy Frog is making a comeback on December 10th. Get the Wait, hell out. And, Get out. And, <laughs> Get out. I wonder if that means that there Are might be a Crazy go? Frog <laughs> tour. Can we please? <laughs> Yo, crazy, crazy Frog. Yo, no way I would lose myself at a Crazy Frog show. <laughs> oh, it's it's, it's incredible. Hell. I'm... I'm looking forward to it. But yeah, uh, hopefully with, with the uh, Scott Pilgrim tour, maybe they'll return to the East Coast and do some shows over here. Uh, Ex-Society doing their shows um, both at Knitting Factory and at Kung Fu Necktie in Philly. I have two different opportunities to either see my friends in the city or visit my sister in Philly and literally walk to the venue because it's right down the street from her house. Wow. I'll walk with you. <laughs> I'll go. Right? <laughs> I miss Philly. Really, really great. So yeah, those are those are those uh, are that's my kind of like general predictions. I'm not sure where Spotify is going to have me land, but that's that's what I got for right now. You know what? I will say I didn't know you were listening to uh, modern baseball like that. I'm very like yeah. I I just didn't I didn't notice. Uh, I didn't really. I feel like uh, you might have added bands during uh, you know the actual episode, which you know cool. Obby. Um, but I didn't know, like, I just had no, we, we haven't talked about it. And it just like, uh, just me mentioning modern baseball earlier. I'm just like, Oh my God. Yeah. No, yeah. I got to talk to you. But yeah. And obviously Cam, obviously knows, you haven't uh, seen me be a sad boy on Twitter where I'm, I'm just like posting lyrics to that or, <laughs> or modern baseball. Oh boy. Or, sorry, or uh, mom Aww. jeans. Excuse me. Mom jeans. I'm going to play the fucking Gene clips so many times in this episode. Uh, but yeah, here's the thing. My mental health got slightly better. So I'm, on, I'm not on Twitter as much. Um, I really just go to scream my own thoughts and then I get off um, when I feel like it. Uh, but that's so cool. We, we're going to have a sad boy sesh when I'm home next, whenever that is. Uh, but that's yeah, I, I love I love these predictions. I can't wait to see everyone's wrapped. 
uh, when it comes out. And please, like, if anyone makes you feel bad about your rap, fuck them. I love seeing right? people. Yeah. I, I love seeing the raps. I don't really care. I don't know why people can't let people just enjoy things. Like, it's a fun thing. And I think it's, like, one of the coolest things Spotify offers. Oh, yeah. I think it's yeah. also good so. that they've started to include podcasts because a lot of the a lot of my listening time on Spotify is for podcasts. So I'm looking forward to seeing like nice. the Bodega Boys and the Yard and Super Mega and all them just like making appearances on that list. Of course, like the Adventure Zone, another one of my staple podcasts. But it, it's good that they started to include that. Yeah, I mean, I definitely take note of what my friends or like what what's appears on my friends top list and i definitely listen to people's you know i i i look at it and i go listen so please share your fucking rap and if anyone gives you shit you you send them to me i'll yeah, fight right. i'll fight for you baby yeah, send them to jenny <laughs> i'll take care of it um yeah uh I guess that's it, guys. I mean, like, uh, for our sake, because uh, the fucking it's going to be a dash to get this episode in. So it's, I mean, it's another shorter episode. But hopefully you enjoy just hearing our thoughts about what we had to say. Um, I mean, as we do, we're going to end this podcast with some music shout outs. So, uh, Kim, anyone you want to shout out? Yeah, this band actually um, was sent to me by um, one of my Twitch friends. Shout out to Michael, if you're listening. Um, but he's like, hey, uh, my pop punk friend, here you go. And so he suggested this band uh, called Safe Face from New Jersey. And they recently just came out with an album called Another Kill for the Highlight Reel. And honestly, like, I think um, all my pop punk kids would definitely enjoy this band and this album and they also have a cover of teenagers by mcr and he didn't even point that out to me but i was just like what like you know so it's just another reason to listen to them so definitely check them out um you know i'm definitely like been getting more into them this past month and you know really glad to have them on my radar so What about you, you guys, Jen? You want to start? Um, yeah, and actually, like, this might catch people by surprise because, and by people, I mean Bobby and Kim, because I actually have someone else written down in our notes, like, file. But I'm actually going to shift gears because I realized I said the wrong band during, uh, well, not wrong band. I'm probably going to edit it out and just know that I edited it out if I did. Uh, when I, so when me and Kim were talking about small venue bands or, you know, just bands we've seen at small venues now, uh, I had mentioned, like, I saw saw meet me at the altar which is true uh but i also saw a band called arms length which i knew a little bit about before going in but like seeing them live it just made me feel very like appreciative that like i got to see them in such a small intimate setting um again this is now i'm off i'm off script so i don't really have what i wanted to say (laughs) down but like check out 
their shit, man. Uh, Watercolor and Garamund. Uh, I think they're the two most popular songs on their Spotify, but like, I'd be surprised if they aren't on my Spotify rap t- too, like in like the playlist, like of the songs I've listened to all year. Um, yeah, they're just, just good music. And I think I'll save who I writ- wrote down um, for next month because I want to talk about them for Christmas music potentially. So, so yeah, I'm just like, check them out. Good boys. Uh, Bob's, do you have a band? I get, I, uh, I get I a turn this time. Yes. I may, I may have a turn. Okay, <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So Bobby could have totally given a band suggestion. I did. Ah. Look, I don't like talking over yes. people. You know that. And you two were on a roll about it last time. I didn't want to interrupt, but I, I appreciate y'all giving me the opportunity to shout out a couple of, uh, of artists. Yes. Here, the soapbox is thank yours. You, thank what you. What the fuck? <laughs> yes. Um, so I mentioned him before, but Alex Cameron, he just came out with a new single called Sarah Joe uh, just this past week. Really good song. Um, just presumably a teaser for his next album that he's working on. Really like that. Um, and I also mentioned Kill Bill and Rav before. They have a song called Love Drug off that from like a couple years ago now at this point, but still like one of their most listened to songs of all time as of right now. It samples a, uh, a song from City Girl named ji Sunset. Got really cozy vibes, some nice, uh, nice hooks to it and stuff too. So definitely give both of those a listen if you get the chance. And uh, last but not least, what I wanted to also shout out was uh, Anamanaguchi's new single. They have a single that they worked on with Monster Cat. It was supposed to be a promo song for this new Rocket League mobile game. It's called Water Resistant. Definitely give that one a listen to Uh, as well. Can't wait. I didn't know there was new. I didn't know there was new music. I didn't know Anamanaguchi. Shout out to them because they are... uh, it's it's funny they've been my demo reel song for my uh animation reel for like six years now uh i need to change that but also pop it is still a fucking banger um yes uh and i guess like we are almost done but i want to hold like stop the presses like stop everyone stop there was something kim wrote on there uh lists that they did not mention and i am calling you out for this because i was excited let's hear it but i'm only gonna i'm gonna only lightly touch upon it because we will talk about it next month it is fine avril lavigne has a new song out yes we oh we didn't even talk about our girl avril <laughs> we, uh, we are mutually so thankful for Avril. Again, we, we it's fine because we talked about Avril in our fashion episode, especially. And also, I think, like, you know, throughout the pod, we have dropped songs. Avril, another influence, style-wise, music-wise, X, Y, and Z. Y'all get it. But her new song, Bite Me, mwah, we're back, baby. It is sad girl renaissance. It is... I dressed up in my punkiest outfit on Friday 
this past Friday. Um, I have never felt more like myself and I have to thank Avril Lavigne for allowing me to still feel this way. So that's all. I I fully wore like the giant fucking chain jeans out clubbing and like a giant studded wristband. And I was like, yeah. This is who I was always meant to be. And I got a bunch of skulls tattooed on me. So I'm I'm living my best life right now. <laughs> Baby Jen is Oh very my god, proud. I really hope 16-year-old me is just like, we did it. We fucking did it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it. I'm sorry. I, I just I felt like I couldn't allow us not to be thankful for Avril Lavigne's return of her signing on to Travis Barker's music label and the inevitable tour that is going to happen and I am buying like all the tickets I can and just dragging all my friends. Like oh, we yeah. are going to see Avril Lavigne and Big we are time. all going to like just have the time of our lives. I don't care. So very Definitely. thankful for that in the future. So yeah. Uh other than that, I'm done. I have nothing else I want to say. Y'all heard enough of me and could probably go a few weeks without hearing another word from my mouth. So um Kim, you wanna take us out? All right. Well, that's the end of episode five. This is officially our Thanksgiving episode. I'm just really glad we got to talk about how thankful we are for a lot of the bands and artists we mentioned, and of course, thankful for each other. Um, so stay, stay, stay safe. Eat lots of yummy food, and until next time, we'll carry on. See ya. Bye, guys. Can you taste it?